Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. I haven't accomplished anything alone, but I was fortunate to be part of a revived feminist movement. I think uh, anyone who's not a feminist is is an insane person. This was not just a lewd conversation. This wasn't just locker room banter. This was a powerful individual speaking freely and openly about sexually predatory behavior. At a time when we have self-driving cars and computers that sit on your wrist, women still make only 79 cents for every dollar a man makes. And if I have to listen to one more gray-faced man with a $2 haircut explain to me what rape is, I'm gonna lose my mind. And now, Resistor Sisters. Wednesday, we're going to be having this out on, what, Friday? You're you're going to hear it then, Friday. But today it's Wednesday, and I think this is the 11th? No, maybe the 10th? I don't know which podcast this is, but we'll figure it out later. But today is the 28th of March, and I'm Susan from Cleveland, bringing to you Rain from Washington, D.C., Hello, hello everybody, hello. Her feet hurt, her dogs are barking from marching. <laughs> well, I, marching I I about. Them. Proud of you. And also, Heidi from Minneapolis. Hi everybody, how are you guys? The land of Prince. Yes. Yes. So, did, did one, you guys march on Saturday? Uh, no, which is sad. Because on Friday, I decided I was going to hurt my knee. And I'm oh. like, and then this never happens to me. Like, I, I am not, I, you know, I, I, that just doesn't happen. And it had to happen on Friday. And so uh, when I woke up on Saturday, it, was, it wasn't, it, it's weird because it wasn't something like I bumped it or anything. But when I woke up on Saturday, it was kind of bruised and stuff. So... And I'm like, of course it has to happen this morning. And I, I like literally woke up early to be, you know, because I started at 9 a.m. my time. And it was not happening. So, yeah, it, and, it made me sad. And I, I kind of feel the same way. I was with people and watching it on TV, but I'm not going out there because of the respiratory infection. Well, respiratory problems I have had for the last year, two years. I'm not about to aggravate that. So Ken got online and he raised money for March for Your Lives. So that's exciting. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's just as important to show, you know, what's what you've got. But when you were out there, Rain, did you meet a lot of nice people? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. did. I mean, I, I if you guys are following me on Facebook, and you don't have to follow me on Facebook. I'm not that famous. But, um, She's totally famous. She's being really subtle. Totally yeah, totally famous. Totally not. I actually, um, I did something. I Usually when I go out into public, I go out with Bob. I like to be with Bob. He's, you know, he's my man. He's my partner. He's my best friend. Um, but <clears throat> he had to do some beer thing. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so I, I actually, I got together with a bunch of people who were Stephanie Miller fans at a restaurant here in DC awesome. and it it was great. It was it was really really fun. 
Um, there were people who was like, oh, I know you from Facebook. And then there were mm. other people who, I don't know you from Facebook. And because they, they're not on Facebook. And those mm -hmm. are the people I found more, even more interesting. Wow. Because they just listen. They, you know, they're, they don't do social media. And uh, it was, it was really fun. But the best part was, was my friend Tim showed up. And oh, Tim Cornell. <clears throat> Yes. I, I say his name yes. uh, all the time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, He's a darling. Man. I don't know if you knew this. I, I met Tim. We figured it out. We, we met each other about nine years ago. Wow. Physically in person after I moved to DC. We were friends online for a while before that. Yeah. And so Tim and I get together, you know, a couple of times a year. This is the first time I did a march with him. And nice. uh, it was it was fun. It was. He was my Tim. That was his reign. I believe that he's got about the best laugh ever. And uh, it's one of my things on my to-do list that I haven't written down to get his laugh so I can just use it as a sound clip. <laughs> because it's great. And uh, talk to your husband. Yeah, talk to your husband. He's got it. I, I might have told he's him got to it. cut it out. To cut, it freaks not me to out. Cut it out it freaks it freaks I won't you lie. out. It freaks, yeah, it does. It really does freak me out because his laugh sounds a little evil. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe. But um, Tim is hmm. like the least evil person ever. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I'm so. I'm a serial killer compared to him. <laughs> I thought, I told Ken, I was like, didn't we meet him? We met him at this event where this was happening and pictures were taken and we took that picture. And he's like, no, we didn't. I'm like... Oh, man, I'm filling in things that didn't happen again. Damn it. <laughs> like, I thought I'd met him. There was, there was like, some get-together, and Ed Schultz was there, and we met his wife, and we met somebody else, and I thought we met Tim there that day, too. Nope. It was all wrong. Oh. So. Hmm. Eh. Oh, well. One day. Um, but yeah, we were all excited about March for Your Lives, and it's it's awesome to see so many people getting out and getting involved. And um, I think I was seeing that like people, there were some stats about people that was on Twitter, um, <coughs> people that were under thirty five, only like thirty percent voted or something, which we're hoping that'll turn around oh wow yeah but we've hoped that before so. you know that's interesting that's really interesting to me only because when i was you know i i've voted in every election i think i've met missed two local ones you know where like mayor you know like off-year elections where they're not you know they're just really, really, really local, like neighborhood, city, that kind of thing. Same with Only me. I think I can, I can count, like, on one hand how many primaries I've missed in the last, whatever, since I've been voting age 20 years. 20, you know, that's yeah. that's actually, yeah, that's actually. That's about <laughs> I, right. One year, one year for a, I think it was 1994. It was either 1994 or 1996. I had to go vote and it was a snowstorm. I mean, it was like a raging blizzard 
and I had to walk to the voting place and they told me I was at the wrong voting place. So I had to go back out into the snow, go to the next one, which I knew where that one was too, yeah. walk there. And they're like, oh no, you should be back at the other one. And I'm like, hold on a minute. It's three below zero. I'm not going to freaking walk another eight blocks to get to the other one. Figure it out before I leave this place. And they did. Mm -hmm. So it was the other one. So I went back, explained, and then they let me vote. But I was like, you know, there really is no excuse. I mean, you know, eight blocks. I mean, I, I walked a total of like 30 blocks to it was two below zero. And so you should have threatened him with legal action at the first place and said, look, I will call my lawyer. You're trying to keep me from voting. And that like goes this a is, way. This is way before that. I mean, this was, you know, that was, this is way before uh, people freaked out about such a thing. You know, mm -hmm. you went there with your name, you knew your name and your address, or you could prove that you, you were who you said you were. Sure. And you voted, so. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, we don't show ID. We refuse to because don't. we don't want them to be yeah. able to change the law to keep people that can't afford an identification from voting. But, yeah, um, I never did either. I never did either. Yeah. But um, I think um, women's right to choose is being changed possibly in Ohio, and that's pretty terrifying once again. So um, what what is the what are they doing? What are they doing that fifteen weeks? So any or what what are their changes in Ohio or what do they want to do? Um, well, that's the thing. They're just if it's going to come up again on the voting, um, I just I, I'm not even sure what their tiny step is going to be first. But I know what it ends in. It ends in taking away rights and taking away oh, options. Yes from people and it's like you don't have to use the option but once they take it away you're not getting it back so and and the funny thing is like that's that's why I've I've been you know calling my different reps and talking to them and finding out who they are because the with the march for your lives it's sitting here and it's saying we will vote you out what was it what's the hashtag um vote them out i think it is yes yeah which is awesome and great as long as you do you know as long as everybody is actually watching their reps and their reps know they're watching them you know but um i think a lot of times people just i i just you know hope that this is people will actually watch their reps you know well so what's happening in Ohio? Um, like I said, I, like I told you guys before, I've had a crazy day and I don't have any clips. So, um, all right, that, well, let me see if I can find something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could find an article, but Because I think it's important for us to discuss what's happening mm -hmm. with, is this a trap law situation or is this them going further to try to restrict um, the time, the time frame when women can get an abortion? Because there, there are two different things here. The, the trap laws, which we've discussed before. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, trap mean, laws are when, you know, they you try to, to, they try to make um, abortion clinics have the same, you know, the same regulations as hospitals. And if abortion clinics don't have the same you know, they, if they're not exactly what a hospital is, then they get shut down. 
So is Ohio trying to, um, is Ohio trying to, you know, just make abortion more restrictive just because they can? Yeah, they, they're introducing, um, the Ohio GOP is introducing a bill to ban abortion. Um, this was just out two days ago. Um, the bill was introduced Monday, HB 565, that would prohibit they- abortions in case of rape, incest, or danger to a woman's life. So that's the, always the half step they try to make before, you know, like... I don't know how to explain it, but you guys know that they, they just make one step like, oh, well, we're just going to prohibit it in this way. And then we'll get, once we get our foot in the door, um, ch- right. criminal <clears throat> charges against both doctors and pregnant women seeking abortions um, and would characterize an unborn human as a person under the Ohio criminal law regarding homicide. <laughs> Oh, so. so it's the fetal, you know, making a fetus a human law. Oh, that yeah. That kind of thing. Totally. Punishable by life in prison or even a death penalty. So this HB 565. So, oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Stop the train. <laughs> so, okay. So let me ask a couple of things. So, okay. So, okay. So, so I'm pro-life. I'm not, not really but I'm just going to use me as an example. I'm pro-life and I am so pro-life that I'm going to pass a law that says that if you are not as pro-life as me, you die. No, if you are not, if you have this medical procedure, you will under this law be charged with murder. So it's on the books. Does that mean it's going to happen every time? Maybe not, but in a couple years, maybe yes. So that's why you got to stop it. Bang. Right here. That's you got to cut the head the, off. The actual, the absolute dumb fuckery of such a thing. I mean, people get abortions for many reasons. Um, it, it's not something. And, and I think we pointed out this, this before in other episodes, but women do not wake up at eight, eight months pregnant and decide to get an abortion. It's not like, nope. Oh, you know what? Nope. I helped this kid. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? I'm going to get an abortion today. That's not how it fucking happens. That's not how it happens. That's not what happens. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming that this provision, this law, does not have anything in there about um, spending more money on things like contraception or um, the man that helps this woman get pregnant. So there's really mm-hmm. nothing. It's just, it's just nope. about the fact that there's abortion. Yeah. And let me guess... The the legislature legis, legislators that put this forward are majority male, white male, correct? Uh, well, what it's saying is the measure was sponsored by state reps Ron Hood and Neil yeah. Vitale, and eighteen more yeah. House Republicans signed on. Mm, so of I'm course. assuming, we just yes, assume? of course, we can Let's say just we can assume, assume Nino was a man. White dude. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Those yeah. people without a uterus are saying that they get to make reproductive choices for other people. Yeah. So are they going to be raising these children? Is is there a provision in there for that? So for hey. every woman that does not get an abortion, are they given a stipend per month? Like a couple of grand to go for food, housing, clothing, medical care? Because, you know, we love those children. 
Are, is there a provision in there for that? In the, I don't think that's in the law. No. What no, it is of course is they're not. pushing back, and and they're wrong. Like you know, they're pushing back when they got this part. Um, these restrictions approved. So Ohio has been incrementally adding abortion restrictions in recent years, including a recent ban on abortions after 20 weeks that went into effect in 2017. So they pushed and they got that little bit. You know what I mean? Like we're playing this football game, whatever, and they got 20 weeks. So then not all laws have endured, though. Last week, a judge put a hold on a state law banning abortions based on the diagnosis of down syndrome so when people wanted so to now have, they so can't are you, are you all are sisters are you aware that um mississippi passed the law that said 15 weeks yep yeah that was recent that was like a couple of weeks ago yeah. no it was just this week oh i thought it was okay okay no it was just this week it's along the lines of what's happening in ohio so that means and, we've, um, we've thank- got five more weeks than Alabama does right now. <laughs> yeah, no, Mississippi. Mississippi, Mississippi, don't, don't listen. Don't dismiss. Don't, don't put down Alabama like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! A race to number forty nine. Come on, Alabama. Come on. Thankfully, oh, thankfully, uh, um, um, a judge blocked it in Mississippi. I don't right. know what's happening in in Ohio. And what I'm amazed. What I'm really, really amazed about mm-hmm. is how these state laws are getting through. And, and like I said, Mississippi, a judge, you know, said, no, 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 no. Indiana, or is it Illinois? No, it's Illinois. Illinois is trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in 2016, it should be noted that Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. I got to say this. Roe v. Wade said that we have a right to have an abortion. Right. It's really simple. Business. It's nobody's business. It's. It's. I know that we're. You know. It's important that we get down into the weeds about this, and about what's happening on states. You know, in state legislatures. But it's really, really important for every woman to stand up and say we are allowed to have an abortion. It is a medical. It's. It's a medical thing. Right. Yeah. Well, and you do know that. In in in, well, a couple of things with these with are strategic. This too. These are strategic, you know. Right, and a lot of this is is apathy, and I don't mean the three of us. I mean, yeah. people are apathetic because people go, oh, well, they're changing abortion. You know, if you're in that state, so if you're in, you know, Mississippi, or if you're in um, Ohio, there's a lot of apathy. Oh, it doesn't it doesn't concern me. I'm past that age, or it doesn't concern me. I have much more important things to worry about. And then it does become your issue because now it's an eroding of your reproductive right. So what ends up happening is if you are in a, of an age that you could get pregnant during your lifetime, so you're not, you know, you don't have dusty eggs like I do, <laughs> um, then you try, because this erodes also your reproductive rights as it pertains to contraception. Because it is just a slippery slope for them to start there and work to that. So um, I have a friend, and I, can't, I seriously can't remember what state she's in, but she has to drive like 45 miles to get her contraception. 
and I, I, I and I was like floored. I'm like forty five miles. I if I had to get them still, I have someplace two blocks away. I can go there, pick it up, and I'm home. But she has to sure. she has to spend almost two hours. Well, with traffic, she said it's almost two hours just every month to get her prescription. Oh my god! For this because crazy. they don't they, they don't, don't mail it. They won't mail no, it. No, they will not, and and oh they won't. God prescribe in her p- particular town so she has to go to the city which is 45 miles away <gasps> that's crazy so imagine talk so imagine if you didn't have a car or sure. if you worked nights or if you worked an odd shift where you could i mean so what you're gonna end up with seven children because you can't get the you know can't get contraception so how does this help anybody how does this make life better for anyone yeah, and that's um, a specific and- thing. But um, I, another thing is two years ago, Kasich, who's a Republican, who's our governor, he did veto the heartbeat bill that would ban abortions to the, at the point of a fetal heartbeat, which is sometimes at six weeks. So that's right, which another is when you- part. The, the heartbeat bill, which is even... Which is when many... What- People figure out that? that they are pregnant is at six weeks. So you find out you're pregnant and you're too late. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they said the reason why he didn't, um, he vetoed it was that Ohio Right to Life did not support the bill, citing concerns over constitutionality. The bill was reintroduced last year, but it didn't go anywhere. So. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of push and, and shove here, but it's one of those things he's, where. He's a very, very peculiar governor. Uh, I'm not a big fan, but I'm not a fan of his. At least him he either, vetoed he's it, you know. Peculiar. He's peculiar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago, um, we had Bob McDonald, who he was the guy who was like, oh, transvaginal Bob. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you can go on. Transvaginal Bob. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was our governor, and uh, he was the one who was like, "Y'all need a." A little wand and ultrasound and before you mm-hmm. get an abortion. And yeah. you know, we voted him out. We got rid of him. We didn't we didn't that didn't pass. Thankfully. Yeah, but, it was wasn't it to to show you what was in there or some kind of the, the reason the probe was was Yeah, you know, it, it was, was it was yes, it was. It was a it was that it was along the lines and it's very, very similar to what a lot of the fake abortion clinics that are out there do. Mm-hmm. And um, if you, you know, I'm just going to give a plug to Lady Parts Justice and my friend Liz. But uh, right now, I don't know if it, it, I think it was, I think it was heard in front of the Supreme Court. But there is a case in front of the Supreme Court about these, these are clinics who, who basically, you know, out front, they say, abortion, confused, come see us. And then women walk in, and um, these are not abortion clinics. They're, we want these your are babies basically... to give to other people that are infertile clinics. Not cool. I, well, it's it's a, it's a little bit worse than that, to be honest yeah? with you. These are women. These are women who walk into these clinics, and there are people who are dressed up in lab coats, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and say, um, "Are you sure you want an abortion? Here, take this information. Go home and think about it." Yeah. And then by the time they get a chance to think about it, they come back. 
and it's too late to have an abortion. Six weeks is done. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, and they and they a give you literature that says Catholic. that you're going to get a you're going to get breast cancer if you have an abortion. That yeah, there's, there's a link a, between. There's a whole yeah. bunch of things about these. But yeah. you were um, asking what happened to Lady Parts Justice because they are out yeah. there fighting to get rid of these kind of clinics. Good. Yeah. So. Yeah, which is a great organization, it's definitely. And um, but you were asking why Kasich vetoed, and then I'm seeing that yeah, the, one of the reasons why I think he vetoed was the American Civil Li Liberties Union sued Ohio four times over abortion restrictions, and reports estimate that the Ohio will spend several million dollars defending those laws. So oh, this is just costing so, money, and this is ridiculous. Tort, it's tort. Or I mean, this mean? is a tort it, law. Yeah, yeah. it would have been. It would have just cost too much in legal fees. Tort. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, Roe v. Wade is all about the right to privacy, and that's what it was. All, that was what it was about. Due process under the law. So that means that everybody is treated equally under the law. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, if I go into a clinic and I need you know, I need to discuss something with my doctor and I get an abortion, for example. Sure. It's the same as if a guy goes in there to talk about erectile dysfunction. Yeah. I don't get to tell him, I'm sorry, you can't do that, or something else, whatever that else might be. Um, I don't get to tell him he can't do that. I don't get to, you know, we don't get to tell each other or or I have no control over what you talk to your doctor about or what you yeah, do in your doctor's clinic. And I have no control or I should have no control over what you do with your body, what you, you know, any of that. It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the person dealing with whatever that issue might be. Um, and I think... You know, so many people that that look at this issue as a black and white. Oh my God, it's murder. Okay, they never. That's why I asked Katie, the question. Can I just yeah. jump in? Sure. The only people who look at this issue as black and white, in my opinion, are conservatives. Right. People that are pro -li pro life instead of thinking about what the real issue is. If you absolutely believe that this is murder, quote unquote which it is not, by the way, because of when these happened, a fetus is not viable, but that's a debate for a different time. The issue is, is that these people tend to not want free or low-cost contraception. They do not want uh, to be sure that every child born in this country gets a good education, a safe place to live, good food, a new, good nutritious food, um, head start or all day kindergarten. That's not what they're about. That's not what they care about. They don't care about the parents being able to survive and work and give them a good, happy home. They care only about this imagined fetus that is going to die because someone decided that that's what they were going to do. That is not what this is about. That. What? I, I don't know if I agree with that. What do you well, mean? When you say that they only care about, you know, this, this, what was the last thing you said? Something about this fetus that's going to die. That's all they care no, about? Well, 
I, I don't I mean, they're, know. They don't care about the quality of life of people. They don't care, right. It, br- yeah, living, I think having, it, allowing this thing, this baby that they look at it as, this fetus, to come out of the womb breathing, their thought is that's it. That's all we need to do is make sure that that is alive. But they yes. don't stop to think what happens the next day because they don't care about that. They don't care That's... if that child goes home and mom has no money or mom goes to a homeless shelter okay. or this mom is, was this abused. Is why I, this is why I disagree because when you say they don't care, I don't think that they think that forward into the future. No, oh, definitely. Right. Oh, That's I know. I know they don't. I want to make that point. clear because... No, they don't. No, you're right. I, no, they I don't. Do I don't want... I don't. I don't. I have a lot of conservative friends. I don't have a lot of evangelical friends. But to sit there and say that they don't care about all these things, I I think that's unfair to say. I think that what we what we should do and what we should take into account is that they don't have the forethoughtfulness to think about what's going to go on after you know the consequences of their actions. Because here's, here's make, what I would I mean, say. I hope that makes sense. This is right. really important to me. Here's what I would say. I have some conservative friends. All of them happen to be pro-choice. Because I, I don't know, maybe it's because of where I live. They're conservative in some areas, but in others, they it, you know those kind of social issues are, are not in their wheelhouse. But the ones that I talk to online or I talk to in any sort of forum tend to only care about that that first breath and nothing else and when i do bring up what i brought up and you know then if you know if you are so pro-choice then you must also be you know pro-education and you must be pro you know head start and and snap benefits and all this and i'll give a list of stuff that you must be pro Mm -hmm. and you must care about that child so much that you do xyz they can never respond in i have I have and an atypical Republican does not care about I have health never, programs. I've been on Facebook since 2007, so that's 11 yeah. years. In 11 years, I have yet to have any conservative that says that they are pro-life say to me, oh, but I am. I do X, Y, Z, and I want everybody to have contraception, and I want everybody to have education, and I want everybody to do X, Y, Z. It never, I have yet to have anybody tell me that. Uh-huh. I have yet to tell have anybody tell me that they um, have any they care at all about the, that fetus after the first breath. Um, but caring and, about in, a, in, a, in that sort of forum. But caring about Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade happened in 1973, and mm-hmm. I understand that people will challenge a ruling that is. What would that what would that would make it? I can't do math. Thirty years in two thousand three. Yeah. So forty five years old. So it's forty five years old. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So <laughs> if something's forty five years old, I can understand people challenging it. But it it seems like it's just these tiny pushes back and forth. And I don't, with all the excitement with um, March for Your Lives and gun control, I don't want this to get overlooked by people in Ohio in general, but also, and you know, but how do you, besides voting and knowing what your reps and what the candidates, what their, you know, stances are on choice, how do you get your point across? And you're talking about 
Um, social media. Sure, it's important to talk on social media, Twitter, things like that, Facebook. But how else can you get your your point across? Because right now to I be, feel like it's rearing its head again. Right. Know? Well, to be blunt and to be honest, um, I think my generation fucked up. We became apathetic. Um, and I mean that in for the generation prior to me where, oh, we did the civil rights thing. It's done. Everything's fabulous. Oh, you know, there was a Roe v. Wade when I was a kid. Oh, we have nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. And that's not the case. And I think that what we need to do as adults that have been around the block several times <laughs> is talk to people who are not our, our age, people who are 16, 17, 18, in that younger generation and explain to them how freaking important this is going forward that they have these rights that they aren't talking 20 years from now about fighting for the same damn thing they're fighting mm -hmm. for today because i think what happens is especially for older people you know you have a job it's 40 hours a week you have you might have kids you might have other things that you do beside you know if you don't have kids you might have something else that you do besides your job and blah 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 and so by okay, the end of I the day, in? you don't have sure. any time for any of this stuff. Sure. I'd like to jump in because I agree with what you're saying, Heidi. But, you know, you, there's you, there's Suze, and there's me. We're not parents. No. No, We're I'm saying parents. any so Wait, wait, I mean, wait. No, no. Parents, wait, wait, wait. Look, how do <clears throat> parents of children reach out to those kids who need to know? I mean, I think what Sue, I think that what Sue said is important. It really is important. It's important when, when Planned Parenthood has marches and when they get out there on social media, on Twitter, mm -hmm. Facebook, and I have a life beyond Twitter and Facebook and social media. Um, we need to somehow, and I say we again, not a parent, but somehow these kids need to understand that. Um. The right to to choice is not a given. It's not. We it's, grew it's up. Under we grew fire up right now. I I feel it really, really is. scared I mean, and thing, it is I, under fire again. Yes, I I've said this before in, in one of our earlier episodes where I grew up thinking, yeah, I can get an abortion. I can get I can get birth control, and that's not controversial. I didn't think it was controversial when I was a teenager. And now suddenly did, it's controversial. Because I was raised so religiously, it was ridiculous. But I have to tell you, knowing it was there is a relief. Knowing it was like a safety net, right? Yeah. Like even when I was like not even interested or active, I was just like, you know what? One day that's gonna be there. That's a great so, thing. Well Oh, I knew it was, I mean, when I, yeah, I think it was like 1989, 1990, 91, somewhere in that realm, there was a little thing called, a little group called Operation Rescue. And what they were doing was they were going to, a, you know, Planned Parenthood clinics, any sort of clinic or any sort of hospital, because back in the day, they, hospitals did abortions too, and they would take over, they would uh, form a big giant line in front of the door, you couldn't get in, and if you were in line 
or if you tried to get in, they would scream at you and all kinds of stuff. Um, and I was, uh, for one day, part of some clinic secure, part of one day, not the whole day, <laughs> part of some clinic security re- uh, locally for, for them. And they were horrendous people. They, you know, the, the baby killer stuff is not as bad as it could, you know, um, is like the least of the horrible things that they would say to people. And, you know, and I, I've said before that I've worked in a, um, with a little, you know, done some volunteer work with domestic violence, with a sexual assault hotline and that kind of thing. Um, and one of the worst things that I ever had to deal with was a, um, I think she was 12 years old, a pregnant 12 year, 12 year old um, who had to get an abortion because she had been sexually um, wow. assaulted by a parent, a wow. uh, step parent. Wow. And I was not the person who brought her the, to the clinic. I, I had actually talked to her prior, you know, just as a, a comforting adult. Um, and it was horrific. I mean, and she and I talked to the person who brought her to the clinic that day or the, a couple of days later. But she's like, they were horrific to her. Can you imagine? You're a 13, 12 years old, 12, 13. And you have been assaulted by an adult family member and you are now pregnant and they have the gall to scream at you and that's why you need to get involved because before people need it before they're in a situation you want to safeguard their rights so when they're in a situation like this it's not going to be horrific and that's why i've had lots of friends that have volunteered to be um, the person that walks them to the clinic. Right. I forget right. what that name is. Like, it's yeah, there's a, na- there's a specific kind, there's a specific yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when I'm, it's when you're talking escort. about it, an escort, sure. You know, and I, I had friends that did that. And then, um, and another thing, which one of my favorite shows, which is broad city. Have you guys ever watched that? No. Okay. It's a great comedy show. It's wonderful. It's just about like the young, women that are doing comedy and they're totally pro-feminist and totally wonderful and um one of the highlights was the great moment that they watched hillary clinton come on and they were like all excited when she was a candidate because we all thought she was gonna win but um that also is emotional but in broad city they're just kind of like (laughs) oh yeah but in in broad city they just kind of did this this beginning in their You see the two main characters, they're talking at each other, and there's some noise in the background, and they're just kind of relaxed, and they're saying, oh, well, I got to do this later tonight, and then they span out. They, like, look at it from a longer distance, and they see that they're escorts at at Planned Parenthood at the clinic, and that people are screaming at them, and it's not even important, you know? Like, it's they're just talking about what they're going to do later and who they're going to meet at night. But, um, yeah, I think... It's great that Lady Parts Justice is out there doing what it does too, um, but this is this is I feel like this is swooping down, and um, I think people should call their reps and really you know tell them how they feel about you know Roe versus Wade and how about how they would like their um, politicians to you know keep their their laws off of our bodies you know. So that's one of those things where yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I'm sure Heidi is too. 
I'm going to go even further. I am really, really tired of people saying, this is really how I feel, guys. Or gals. Gals. <laughs> but I just, I don't feel like there should be any laws about abortion. Mm-hmm. It is our right. right. It is our right to have one. And I don't even care how many abortions you have. Sure. And that's why we have Roe versus Wade. And if everything stays like it is now, it could be fine. But they're inching towards... That's how strongly I feel about it. They're inching towards your job. That's what I'm saying. You know, I get get (laughs) when I hear from, from our Democratic representatives saying abortion should be legal and safe and minimal. I just, I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care. If you get pregnant and you don't want to have a kid, get an abortion. I am that radical about this. Yeah. I really am. I'm not afraid to say it. I've I've had two abortions in my life. But I yeah, and I and I appreciate that you're open about that. You know, but my my thing is I support you completely and if people don't like abortion, then don't have one. But don't tell other people. Or maybe don't get pregnant. Or don't get pregnant. There's the, I mean, there's the flip side of it. If you don't want to have an abortion, don't get pregnant. I don't don't care what you do. What they can do. So I feel. I I don't care what you do to prevent yourself from getting pregnant. If it means you don't have sex, fine. If it means you need birth control, fine. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But if you find yourself pregnant and you don't want to have a kid, go ahead, have an abortion. And stop, stop judging women who have abortions. I really am, that's where I am at this. I'm that strong. Well, you know, and well, part of it is is there's there's a lot of mis misunderstanding. Like I've known I've known women who have have also had in like exactly a minute, exactly a minute. Okay, sorry. So I've I've known I've known women who have had, you know, several abortions. Um, and they are not, it's not that they don't use birth control. It's not, you know, and it's not a, Hey, they made this mistake. So, so they should live with it, which never made any sense to me. So you want a mistake, right? It's not, I mean, it's, it's her decision. It's not my decision. It's not your decision. It's hers. Um, and this is the only medical procedure where it is a debate, there is no other medical procedure. We're not debating heart heart surgery. We're not debating no. <laughs> diabe- diabetic medication. Nope. We're not debating we're not debating nose jobs. No, nope. we're not debating anything like that. Or we're not. Well, the three of us aren't really debating. We're discussing. But we're not discussing or debating yeah. the need for um, right. or or whether health coverage covers erectile. Dysfunction. We're not talking about Viagra. We're saying that this is the only thing because it's women and because they deem women having sex is not necessary. Let's cut that. Well, they won't notice. They won't mind. That's the thing. Right. We're going to mind. Right. And we're actually watching. So, yes, we need to be <laughs> yeah. all of us. All right. So we're going to go to break. Why this is part of the discussion is because we have patriarchal issues in this country. It's all men who want to take away our right to have an abortion. Yeah. Right. And then and the, when I was reading the, the two, um, the two people that signed the bill were men. 
of course. Reps, Ron Hood. He's not my rep. Or Nino Vital. Uh, they're Republicans, and they're signing it because it's about control. And that's yeah, what this that's what the, that's what this boils is. down to yeah. is controlling women. So you know, if you're 18 and you have a kid, I, I don't like to use the term "your life is over," but your life is much more difficult now. How do you get to a, a spot that you want to be at that point in your life when you have a child? Sure. It's difficult. Yeah, I mean, it just is. And we'll talk about that when we get back. But right now, let's go to break. Give you 15. You're listening to Resistor Sisters. I look like a hooker. They're called sex workers, and they're heroes. Thank you for your service. Resistor Sisters, the podcast men's rights activists love to hate. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare... I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of My Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go twee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Like out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. 
This is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Resistor Sisters, destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. And we're back. And yes, Rain, I do have some um, audio of you and Tim on Facebook Live. And um, some Obama March comments, because today is uh, March 28th, 2018, and um, last weekend was March for Your Lives. And people got out in the cold weather and, you know, marched for what they believe in, which is great. But you've you've marched before, right, Rain? Oh, I have. So many times. Which is awesome. <laughs> I have. I literally have a March backpack. Ah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's like, no. okay, I got the meat sticks. I got the, um, I got water. Mm-hmm. I got water with an adult beverage. <laughs> <laughs> um, Painkillers. Okay. Tissues. Good for you. And lozenges. And lozenges for screaming. Screaming. Yes. Vote you out. All right. Well, let's see what Obama had to say about the March comments. All right. Here we go. They decided we're not going to be silent victims of the gun violence that is so pervasive in the United States. Uh, we're going to do something about it. And these are young people. They're 16, 17 years old. Uh, and today, there was a march in Washington with hundreds of thousands of people. And this was all because of the courage and effort of a handful of 15 and 16-year-olds who took the responsibility that so often adults have failed to take in trying to find a solution to this problem. Uh, and, and I think all institutions have to think about how do we tap into that creativity and that energy and that drive uh, because it's there. It's just so often we say, wait your turn. Yep. So did you hear that while you were marching or? Oh, no. No, No, I think he said that after we were marching. Oh, that's great. Because he was in Japan. still very inspired. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Japan. And I think it was after we marched. Um, But he's right. He's right. I mean, these kids, they don't have... They have no Fs to give. (laughs) They don't have, you know, um, people who are telling them what they should and shouldn't say. They just, they're out there. I mean, what do you think, Heidi? Yeah, I mean, they're coming from a place of experience. So what I mean by that is it's, it's a lot like Black Lives Matter in that the people who started black lives matter dealt with the same issues as is as what i mean by that is they experienced police brutality they experienced 
institutional racism. These kids at Parkland and all over the, the country experienced gun violence firsthand. The girl that uh, got sick, um, Sam, um, I think her last name is Fuentes. Hmm. She, she, she that threw up. Yeah. No. So God, she. I, I, I don't know if you know her. I don't know if you know her backstory, but if you when you see her, the, those marks on her face are from the from the gunshots. Like she got hit in the face. Oh, um, but like from I think, but I think it was from shrapnel or something. Because if she had really taken a bullet, she wouldn't be here. But she did get hit in the leg by a bullet. So it's like halfway up her thigh. Wow. And all I could think, and she she's on video, like she's at home and talking about it. If it had went up just a maybe an inch and then a little bit to the left, she would have been dead. I mean, there was so she she lived it. And um, was she uh, the young woman who lost her brother? No, that was a, a lady, or that was a girl from um, Los Angeles. She was from East LA. Okay. Um, so she she was talking about her brother that was uh, lost to gun violence. And the, one of the reasons you saw a lot of people of color was because David Hogg, Emma Gonzalez, and all the other kids that you see, they, they wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a bunch of white kids from Parkland that were talking. Yeah, it was it David just Hogg a, who yeah. said, we want yeah. to use our right, white privilege. Right. So they it was not just in their words. It was for everyone. And so that's, you know, that's, so that's why you saw the 11 year old girl. So you saw a lot of people, different ages, different backgrounds, different parts of the and country, I, I different experiences. A, a quote about guns, race and white privilege from CNN. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Is that the one you're talking about? I don't about? know. I don't know if Heidi got to listen to this. Well, let's, but let's this, throw it out this, there. This, happened, this is the one. This happened today. Yeah. Okay. Allison Camarota from that's CNN. It. Yep. She had a panel of kids, and I say kids, I mean teenagers, who were put together to talk about um, the gun issue. Right. Do you want me to play it? Is this the one you're talking about? Yeah, play it. I'd like to hear it. Let me see it, and maybe this, then you won't have to explain it, and then... You'll explain whatever it doesn't explain. (laughs) The conversation quickly veered into a heated debate on the connection of guns and race. Race affects the way that people live, they eat, where they go to school, and all of this is of their factors in violence and inner city violence. With those students who were at the march, we're talking about from Baltimore, from Chicago, until we want to talk about the root causes, the conversation will never be complete. Well, why don't you want to have good guys with guns to protect you from criminals that are getting their weapons illegally? Who is carrying out these mass shootings? Young white men and... Now, you're a racist. Why are you attacking white people? That's just What about Omar Omar Mateen, though? Okay. He, 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 uh, it's there, race. There are exceptions to the rule, but school shooters generally are young white men. Yes. Okay. And they're what also pumped up? up on meds, too. We cannot solely just say that it's mental illness. We're arming hate in our country. I don't receive the same airtime as some of my friends, and it is because I'm not white. Yeah. We shouldn't, we shouldn't You're use, racist. We shouldn't use white privilege racist. as a dirty word. It racist. is what it is for the, prison, for the, the school card. to prison pipeline. It's not Stop. a race card. You wouldn't understand because you're Caucasian. How do you know the race doesn't play a factor? What do you mean? Because it doesn't. Aren't everyone equal? <laughs> Aren't everyone equal? Um, oh, that was oh my god! <laughs> so, by the way, Omar, so I, I need to frame the, this because Heidi, I you did didn't get a chance to. to see the video, right? Yeah, I didn't I did. see this. No. Okay, 
And I don't know if you did either, Sue. No, I didn't. So um, the kid who says you are racist, yeah, he's white. Yeah, he is. Of course he is. I saw that. I heard and, that. I heard um, that. <laughs> the kid who said, the other, the other kid who said, I don't get a lot of chance to talk about what happened in my high school because I'm not white, is yeah. a Parkland student. Right. Oh. Yeah. And so, and, and so yeah. I, I really wish you guys had seen this, this actually seen the, the video, because the fact that this one dude, who I can see him very clearly, sitting down there in the front and to the left, calling the brown boy from mm-hmm. Parkland and calling the black girl from Virginia racist, <laughs> infuriates me. Right. Yeah. It infuriates me, too. He's not listening. And and in that panel, there were three kids. So there were six kids. There were six kids in this video. Three of them were from Parkland. The the one, the one, the one lovely little white boy, who I hope we can save, <laughs> was talking to three kids from Parkland who lost friends. Right. They didn't just lose friends. They watched their friends' right. faces and their bodies get blown up. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. David Hogg and the reason why, about, wait, 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 about... The reason why I sent this video is because this one white boy, mm-hmm. this is the problem with white privilege in America. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they weren't saying anything that wasn't true. The, ma- the vast majority of school shooters are white males. And... Omar Medine, right? Omar Medine was not a school shooter. He was the guy who shot up the Pulse nightclub. So to bring him up in this situation is ridiculous. Yes. Hmm. And yes. It, I mean, and and there was an article, and I think it was in the Times or in the in the Washington Post, but the New York Times, sorry, that was talking about white privilege and why you see school shooters be white males and not black males and not. Mm-hmm. Hispanic males. I mean, yes, you can find one that is of a different race. There was a Red Lake Indian Reservation here in Minnesota. There was a school shooting about a decade-ish ago, and it was a Native American school shooter. But that's the that exception, the exception, not the, the rule. rule. But why that I'm, the glad, way, the why I'm glad that people came forward from Chicago and L.A. and oh, talked yeah. about what they've experienced is because it's been normalized. And Chicago right. is murder city. Chicago is like our big brother that we grew up with here in Cleveland. And New York is like the brother that we didn't even know. He's just too <laughs> fancy, right? But Chicago is called Murder City because it's got the highest percentage of murders in the United States, right? It's Actually, that's not true. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I'm not saying that right. Right. You're the stats, girl. Go ahead. They're they're actually like, they're actually not even in the top 10. The problem is, is the size of, I think they're like number don't quote me, but 16, maybe. Okay. I mean, they're not, but, they're not well, regardless. It's, it's just, it's but, naturalized and it's normalized and it's, it's not right. right. And these kids are coming up right. and they're saying there is violence. There are shootings. Everyone right. I know, this is ridiculous. I'm telling and, you uh, as someone that just it, got it, here on the planet you know, and it's not right. right. You all watched the March for our lives. 
Chicago was well represented. Right. And they were talking to these kids from Chicago the day before the march, earlier that day. So there was a school in Chicago on the south side. So for people who don't know, the south side is the side that's like the the side that everybody talks about when they're talking about a lot of gun violence. A lot of the violence happens on that side. And they talked to kids there who were, uh, who had started their school doing the they're never again in there because they they've seen it their entire lives um one of them his brother was murdered another had um and saw somebody get shot when he left his school like he was walking home from school and somebody got shot in front of him. you know that kind of thing well one of the kids one of the kids who was at the march talked about how she lost her brother and speaking mm-hmm. of the march and she said he was my hero yeah, and that, that was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. Oh God! Was that, that, was the, was that the girl that was eleven? No, no, no that wasn't her. I, okay, that girl that's eleven. I hope we have time to talk about her. I oh, would. I amazing. would like to play that first next, but I want to play you and Tim at the Facebook <laughs> Live. Do you want to hear that? Yes. Yeah, Let's sure. go. I'd love to hear myself. We're live <laughs> at the March for Our Lives in Hi, Washington. Hi, everybody. I'll be right back. I'm over here. I'm getting some digits. All right. I'm going to show you the march. We had to uh, move out of oh. the uh, out of the crowd in order to get enough cell signal to even uh, actually. <laughs> it's crazy in there. It's crazy packed. It feels awesome to be here. I wish you guys were all here. But if you're not here, I hope you're out doing your thing someplace else. That's right. Because yeah. we are marching for their lives. We are we're marching, marching behind these teens who are changing the world. That's right. The signs here are great. Yes. I've seen a lot of great signs. Yeah, I'm, unfortunately, when we get down in the crowd, we can't get enough cell signal to, to broadcast. So we have no, to No, that's why we power. needed the scientists to bring their portable cell towers. That's right. That's so, right. It's a beautiful day in D.C. The, um... We just saw Joanne Reed right yes, over here. Yes, we did. She broadcasting waved to us. MS, she waved to us, MSNBC. So, um, what else? Let's see. So, we were with the Stephanie Miller group for breakfast. We yes. saw Steph and a yes. lot of the mooks. We bailed, we bailed out of the insane crowd at a certain point because claustrophobia is not our friend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that's true. Um, hopefully we'll go see them afterwards. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's just... I'm not used to doing friends. Good time. I'm not either. This, this is, is my the, Tim. This is the first time I think I've ever done Facebook Live. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And two people are watching. Yes. Who's watching? We got Caleb. Oh, hi, Caleb. And Karen Grimm. Hi, Karen. Hi. Karen. hi. And um, get in here. Hi, everybody. Introduce yourself. My name is Pat. Pat's Pat. my new Merlin. Pat's, Pat's our new, new friend. Best friend. We just met her at the Pat Stephanie Miller She's another step head. She's a step head. We're having a great time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we're marching Ooh. for our lives. We'll give you an update later. I, wanna, I want some of what that guy's smoking. <laughs> How much smoke was there, Rain? Hey, he was smoking doobie. <laughs> Did you get a contact high just being there? No. No, I didn't. I was a good person. <laughs> But I really was tempted to chase him. When down. people walk by me and they just smell like it, I I feel weird. You know, I'm like, wow, like that's how low my tolerance is. <laughs> I get a contact by when people just walk by me. <laughs> yeah, that's how low. But yeah, that was me and Tim. Boom! Yeah. And really, we got to meet Pat from Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. And Tim, and you from- saw Joy Reed. I'm so jealous. 
Yeah, she waved to us. Boom. I like her. She's one of my favorite newscaster ladies. So. That video, that video actually was at 1130. Mm-hmm. It was a half an hour before all of the you know, mm-hmm. speeches started. And, uh, oh, God, it was a day. <laughs> yeah. Your dogs are barking still? No. What? That means, do your feet still hurt? Dogs oh. barking. You never oh. heard that? Okay. <laughs> okay. I must be making things. Tim up. and I. Tim and I made Washington Post. That's good. Awesome. Did we made a picture there because I put my pink backpack on the hood of a police car. <laughs> Your pink backpack on there? Just like yes. accidentally you weren't making a big political statement or anything. No, no, actually, it was like, no, I'm putting it on top of the police car. And I looked at the police officer. I was like, can I just leave this here? Because everybody's walking on it down there. And she mm-hmm. was like, whatever, do it. Whatever. I don't care. You're like, fine, I paid for it. So now I'm going to put my backpack on it. Thanks. I pay taxes, right? So, yeah, other than that, we were talking about... um. Naomi Wilder, Wilder, I've got a clip of, or Cameron I, Gasky. I would love to play, all right, play any clips you got, but Naomi, the she's Naomi. amazing. Yeah, okay. Then we're in agreement on that, so I'll do that. You want to do it now? Yeah, okay. all good with it. Me and my friend Carter let a walk out at our elementary school on the 14th. <laughs> We walked up. We walked up for 18 minutes, adding a minute to honor Cortland Arrington, an African American girl who was the victim of gun violence in her school in Alabama after the Parkland shooting. I am here today to represent Cortland Arrington. I am here today to represent Hadia Pendleton. I I am here today to represent Tiana Thompson, who at just 16 was shot dead in her home here in Washington D.C. I am here today to acknowledge and represent the African-American girls whose stories don't make the front page of every national newspaper. (laughs) Whose stories don't lead on the evening news. I represent the African-American women who are victims of gun violence, who are simply statistics instead of vibrant, beautiful girls at full of potential. God, I love her. I love her too. <laughs> it's hard to hear these. You know, these kids I, I watched that have all been of so affected. I, there are so many good speakers. There were uh, the the uh, guy that lost his brother. That yeah. So he's, you know, I, so there I'm was watching the guy that Dave. was a twin. Was that was that the one yeah. you're thinking of? Yeah. yeah. And I was watching with Dave, and I'm I, I was like <laughs> like crying like a you know ugly cry. It's like oh my god. Yeah, so the whole I had ugly cries in the middle of the fucking march. Oh, yeah, God. see, that that's all I need like, with a respiratory Tim condition to be like walking around crying. Lord, <laughs> I'm totally never gonna make it back. But thank you for doing that for me because <laughs> Ken just made some money on his Facebook and gave it to them. So I need that too, right? Yeah. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Yeah. 
But um, yeah. I'd so really where were we? what? Where were we? Hmm. Do you want some? I'm, uh, I'm still I'm still just amazed by this young woman who spoke in front of eight hundred thousand people. And this young woman, just about two weeks earlier, led, she literally led a walkout at her high school, her elementary school. Yeah, that was the one we just heard from. She was talking yeah. about, she was 11. Amazing. I just, I just want to punch this home. Yeah. She didn't expect to be there in D.C. She's just a little 11-year-old who's like, I am tired of this. And I love her. I love her dearly. Yeah, she was amazing. And they, every, pretty much everybody they had stand up and talk was amazing. And it, I, one of the things I, I thought was, was so amazing. And I, when I think, you know, when I realized what she was doing, I, I was like, oh my god, was Emma Gonzalez her six what was six minutes and twenty four seconds of silence? Mm-hmm. Um, it was just. It, it it almost took your breath away because it was so poignant because you can, you know, like I, w- I was saying to Dave, I'm like, you can hear the gunshots. I mean, yeah. you can imagine them as she's standing there. And yeah. uh, where do you go from there? I mean, where do you go from there? And it's so amazing to see how strong they are and how much they... Uh, you know, they're, uh, you know, I hate to paraphrase a Whitney Houston song, but, you know, they are our future. They are, they are the ones that are going to carry us because they, they have the passion, they have the time, they have the, they have the everything. And judging from Saturday, we are not going to see the last of them after, after this week. I mean, they're going to continue to be in the news. They're going to continue to fight whatever they have to do to do that. Um, and it's different this time. It's different than after Sandy Hook, where you felt so awful for the parents, but they didn't really get anywhere. Um, and it's not their fault. Um, you know, the tide hadn't you know, turned. Get, no, the tide you know? hadn't turned. It wasn't the kids. It wasn't the people who saw it happen that were coming out and speaking out. You know, you didn't see it after Gabby Giffords was shot. Um, you know, you didn't even, you know, you didn't even see it after Steve Scalise was shot, which, you know, it's like, you know, well, this, this is a catalyst. This hopefully is a turning point and it is actually already started to, um, started to make change. There's, there's change already starting, which is amazing. Um, and let's hope what they say about, we will vote and vote you out if this is how you, how you... You know, like with Marco Rubio and the dollar, what was a dollar five per student in, um, uh, yeah. in in Florida is the money he's getting from the NRA. Oof. So hopefully they they stick to that to that that word and they do get out and vote and they get all their friends to get out and vote and they those friends get their friends and so on. So when and shake that apathy of our generation, right? Because our and I, generation yes. really has that. Shake it off. And get right. involved and because the vote you out hashtag and people chanting that is very inspirational to me because it's like right. it's about action. It's about right. we're not just we're not here to make friends and 
wear flowers. Right. We're here to watch you, to watch right. our politicians. And that's right. why I'm really into the call your rep. Now, um, earlier this week, week, yeah, it must have been earlier this week, um, Rain, I think you posted something about a woman that sent a letter to Donald Trump about reproductive rights. And the um, ability to access birth control. He sent a letter back. Didn't you post this, Rain? No, that wasn't no. me. Was it you, Heidi? I know it was one of you guys. No. I wish it was, but it wasn't no. me. All right. It wasn't me. Because if, if it was me, I, I normally try not to post anything that has his picture on it. But you know. I thought it was in our I, chat. But basically... Hmm. Oh, um, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, there was this story and the um, the woman sent Trump a letter and said, look, I, I want you to understand that access to birth control is important to me and um, this is something I watch carefully. He, in turn, sent a form letter back. And this is what <laughs> I've learned from Call Your Rep. Um, oh, that yes, it's that most... Yeah, it's, it's most important to call because if you send a letter or if you send an email, you will get a form letter back. That right, means a right. robot will look at your, your carefully thought out thing and say, I see the word reproductive, mm, you know, birth control. And he sent her back about a, a letter about abortion. Right. Well, this is how I my stance on abortion. So she, of course, led to believe that like Trump's an idiot. Well, as we all seem to say lately, um, but Trump doesn't understand the difference between abortion and birth control, which he probably really doesn't. But what I'm saying is, you get a form letter when you send a letter right. or an email. You get a form letter in response. No human being is looking at that. And I hate to say it, but I really think that's all of government. If they can take all letters and emails and just bang, do an automated robot response that human beings don't have to deal with, great. But I think those letters don't affect your congressmen, okay, or your senators or your reps. So that's why when you go to call your rep, it'll give you the phone numbers of the administrative offices of your rep, and a person will call, will pick up the phone there and get the message to um, your rep. Like I talked to my, uh, a nice young man at Marcy Captor's office and left a message about my interest and um, in gun control. And this was, you know, before March for Your Life. So that made me feel like I was doing something besides, you know, just getting involved, doing Twitter, doing everything else, and, and, and supporting my friends, and supporting you guys when you talk, which is great. This is awesome. But I wanted to also, you know, talk to a person. So now that Ohio is getting heated up, as far as the abortion rights go, and uh, the laws that are coming through with, um, you know, what I talked to you guys about, what's the... The law number again, HB 565. Um, that's why I want to talk to my reps again. And if you go to call your rep and you put in your zip code and your address, they'll give you the three reps that 
correspond to your address. And two of them I knew about, but the second I didn't. So it makes me feel good. Something to do between, you know, marches and voting. So because, you, gotta call. you have hmm? to call, you have to call, you have to call, 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 call. Yeah, which is great. I mean, make that a song. Yeah, (laughs) but I I think that's more of a response that your rep is actually going to be like, oh, I'm getting the message instead of a letter, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and I think it really, and I love marching and I've done it before. I mean, I was even, I I could show you pictures of myself in 92 you know, in a, um, a march against the first war for oil, you know. Um, oh, I did the same thing. I marched yeah. also. And it's like, the thing that gets on my nerves about it is when the Republicans talk and they're like, well, those people are criminals or they were just flown in. They're not people that even live there. They're protesters from other states and they're not whatever. And it's like, <laughs> they do disregard and it doesn't mean it's not a valid thing but talking to your rep helps too so but that's my yeah i don't like marching i I don't it was very moving seeing all those people they've got sometimes you gotta get up off your ass and put on your marching shoes and your Mm -hmm. really sensible socks (laughs) really sensible socks and yeah, you do don't want it. to have your feet all rubbed up. Yeah, that yeah. that's painful. Yeah, yeah. do that. Yeah, and, and I'm I've, glad I did it. Saturday was awesome. And I've been looking into, um, you know, the the bust, different steps to revolution, and um, you know, marching is definitely in the in the things to do, so that it you know it makes a difference, and. Um, and if I had gotten a chance to meet Tim, then I definitely would have done it. <laughs> so. I mean, one of the other things that also helps is actually like, you know, like they've been pushing is voting and also getting involved locally because, you know, to use the, the term, you know, the, the, the uh, thing that everybody usually says in these situations is all politics are local. They all start locally. It's true. Um, you're going to be more, uh, your life is going to be more affected by what happens locally than ne- it will be necessarily nationally in, in most cases. Um, locally is where, you know, they, they figure out your your tax, your, your your property tax. And, you know, you they figure out how to spend money on the roads versus, you know, building another, um, you, you know, townhome development or something to that effect. So you have a voice at, at your local and it's for everything i mean pay attention to the stuff that comes in the mail we have stuff that comes in the mail all the time about mm-hmm. things that you know like hey, here's next year's taxes if you have an issue you know here's where you can meet you know this is it's a, there's a public forum that happens on this day you can talk to them about why you don't like your taxes or your you know this dollar amount in your taxes you know went up or went down or whatever um you know this is what we're doing with this you know, grant block grant that we got or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. And then you get to go and talk to them, you know, directly. But also if you have a neighbor, if you live in a neighborhood like I do, we also have stuff that's neighborhood related. Are we going to redo the park? Are we going to do, and it sounds small. It's like, oh, who cares? Oh, no, it's I don't awesome. use that or I don't. You can get so but, much uh, attention at those town hall me- meetings. Right. They're great. And, but it's, 
It's it's important because it's where you live. If you're paying taxes wherever you are, or or um, you know you you drive on this road or that road, it does affect you. How they spend the money that they receive, or what they do with a specific part of your neighborhood, will affect you. And so you should, you need to get involved. You know, and, and the meetings don't usually last very long. They're maybe an hour or two, and you can you know you can handle that. Um, and you get your voice heard, and you can say, this is why I think, you know, don't go there being a douchebag, but go there with good questions, with, you know, be be polite, be honest, and, you know, whether you feel, oh, I, you know, that the taxes are too high or not, or they're getting spent the wrong way, tell them how you feel and explain why, and, and have, you know, statistics to back yourself up and make them understand, or what, you know, and every little bit helps. So you, you know, you don't become, you, you know, one of the things here in, in Minneapolis that's a, it's, that's a big issue is that there's parts of our neighborhoods now that are very genderfied. So they used to be the cool, hip, vintage neighborhoods with the cute little houses and the really cool neighborhoods. And now suddenly it's um, what we consider overpriced, crappy housing Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're spent that that people are renting for double what rent would normally go to, go for in that neighborhood, specifically really just through, you know getting rid of the people who've lived here for years in so you have the up and coming people who rent and in in these higher level you know so they have like swimming pools and they have a concierge and that kind of thing which is great if that's what your thing is I mean that I can't necessarily say anything negative about it. But it pushes out those rentals that are near, or if it's, um, you know, condos that are for sale, then their taxes that they pay may cause yours to go up. So you have to kind of make, you know, you have to kind of pick your battles. What's important instead of just complaining about, oh my god, my taxes are going up. Where sure. are the, where's the money going? Is it going yeah. to make your life better in your neighborhood, your city, your state, or is it going to to fund someone's project? who doesn't, and, and that project isn't going to help you ever in the long run. Um, that's, like, that's what I want to talk about next week. Um, I'm just going to throw this out, and I didn't even ask for approval. I want to ask, talk more about Vote You Out, and talk more about um, callyourrep.co, and um, the next, the hopefully, you know, you know we've got a wide listenership, but um, hopefully someone will message us so they can call in during the second half hour and talk about their area because like you're saying the you know the personal and the local are important parts of politics right. so maybe right. we'll find out some different things about places um besides Minneapolis and and DC um hopefully somebody'll message me throughout the week after i post these these uh would be great. hashtags so we can talk to them or I do know, I don't know if next week's a good time for her, but someone that's very in, involved in local politics um, is uh, Zelda. So we have not had her call in yet. <laughs> so you guys have heard her on Turn Up the Night, right? I think I have, yeah. I yeah, she, she, was li- she was living in Cleveland, and we were like... BFFs, really, and then she moved to Boston, which is a pain, because she was kind of my connection to the Stonewall Democrats of Cleveland, and oh, they cool. would just have oh, cool. a party. Well, I mean, it wasn't really a party, but, you know, we were there, so it was a party, you know what I mean? 
Um, <laughs> but I was I was so involved then, and she could she got me tickets to see Obama once. I know this was several years ago. Oh, this was before he was even elected, baby. It was so long oh. ago, but like she just she just got me tickets in, you know, and then she would just call me and say, "Look, there's a party, there's free drinks, just show up, would you please?" And I'm like, "Oh, twist my arm, okay," you know, <laughs> like oh, there's gonna be free drinks around the corner, and I'm supporting the Democratic Party. Well, okay, you know, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I. I I made a lot of I I met a lot of representatives, took a lot of selfies because you know you gotta. It's it's a fun way to meet people. Well, you know the interesting thing about where I live is I I see my state legislator at um, flea markets and garage sales, Ooh, and I see, see my cool. and I see my. Um, congressman at whole foods so which is very funny yeah it's pretty funny you know what not even is that great but maybe other people that don't know their rep they're at whole foods with their rep but they don't even know and they don't know who he is that's so sad because you know so my my rep is ellison you you don't have to call Here's a, here's a, you don't have to call his office. You just have to go up to him and say, hey, you know what? I'm your constituent, and uh, that's the kind of yogurt I like. But, by the way, <laughs> keep your hands off my reproductive rights, all right? That's all I have to say. And he'll be like, oh, God. You know? <laughs> Security. <laughs> Security. No. like, but, but throw around the word constituent, because that definitely makes you sound great. And. Yes. And I will definitely owe you a beer if you do that at Whole Foods. That would be so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He's very short. I didn't know he was as short as he is. So. Oh, yeah. He always looks taller on television. Yeah. Well, that's because he's wearing super lifts and stuff. <laughs> so, he's no dummy. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we, we got pretty much all the March for Your Life thing. For your our lives thing, except for I do have um a quick I do have a uh, Yolanda Renee King. Uh, forty eight seconds. Cool. Do you want to Do you want to hear that? Absolutely. Okay, I'll do that real quick. That'll give us something to chat up to wrap things up. We got to wrap things up pretty soon. Renee King, granddaughter of Martin Luther King and Perez. His four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Will you please repeat these words after me? They're our future, right, Heidi? I love it. I, I just, I, you know, I, I there was one, a couple parts that I had to rewatch because I think I was, 
<laughs> I think I was crying too loud to hear it all. <laughs> but, you know, just the, the poise and, I mean, of all of the kids. I mean, I, I, I watched them and I think, good God, me at 17... I mean, my I was into Eric Estrada and Prince, and and there's nothing wrong with either of those things. And, and but I I couldn't imagine being able to get up in front of eight hundred thousand people and tell and and reading anything or telling them about my my story about what happened or somebody I lost due to gun violence or standing there for six minutes twenty four seconds while. Uh, you know, tears are streaming down my face. I don't know if I could ever do that at that age. And I don't know if I could do that at my age. But I mm-hmm. think that you, I think that they find they're finding strength in adversity. Something horrible happened to them. It's real. Yeah. You know, it, it's like if you talk about something that happens to other people, you are in. You know, you are removed from it in a lot of ways but if it happens to you or somebody that you love now it's now it's really hit home it's a different feeling you might have been an advocate for that issue prior but now it just is at a different level and i think that that's very likely what happened to these kids and i think people need to understand too that these kids aren't all a bunch of you know uh liberal kids if you hear them if you listen to some of them speak they're a lot a lot of them are pretty middle of the road with their ideas. Mm-hmm. Some of them are even could be even considered conservative in what they what their thought processes are. But at this issue, they agree, and that's what's important. Yeah. And there's many ways to make a change with this issue, not just yeah. one, not just a couple. There's many different ways that we can make this issue better. Yeah, yeah. I just you know I I just hate to see. How much normalized the uh, the gun violence has been, you know, and it's it's really disturbing all around. So hopefully this will shake off the apathy and right get Marco Rubio to <laughs> little Marco taking that money. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a picture like uh, did you guys see there was a picture on Facebook of a woman that was like posing with him like hi I'm with Marco yes. Rubio and then her <laughs> no, razor opened and said you deserve better <laughs> than Marco and, Rubio it was Ted Cruz I think oh was it what was Ted Cruz shoot <laughs> it was Ted Cruz yeah, yeah. Like, which is oh, even funnier that's so oh. sneaky sneaky I love it I love it and you know how easy that would be to take a selfie with your bad rap <laughs> You could just like, well, I don't know. That takes some skill and and planning ahead. Yeah, that does take some planning. (laughs) But yeah, you just pin that thing on the inside of your blazer so it doesn't come out, and then you let it down when it when you're taking the picture. That was really cute. Uh, and you know he had he obviously had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which is even better. (laughs) Totally. Oh God. Rain, are you still there? Rain, Rain, where are oh, you? No. Yes, ma'am. Okay, oh. I didn't hear you I was for like, a oh, while. No, loser! I was just gone? listening. No, oh, I'm here. Okay, all right. Um, I am but here. yeah, I think we need to wrap it up. We got like three minutes. That means everyone gets a minute to say their final. So this is kind of like, like I said. Two different way, two different things. March for your life just happened, which is awesome, 
and abortion rights are being uh, abo- Roe versus Wade is under attack in Ohio. So those were the two things that really struck me this week, really kicked me in the head this week. And um, hopefully somebody will come forward that wants to be on the show for next week or I'll find somebody. But well, uh, I got somebody. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I think we should bring in Zelda McGregor. Yeah, I hope that's a good week for her, but I never know with her schedule. It's either, well, sure, I'd love to talk, or, my God, I haven't been had 20 minutes in in the last two days, so you never know with well, her. I'm not going to be here next week, guys. Oh, yeah? Okay. Nope. Good to know. Nope. Next week is my 10th anniversary Oh, my gosh. With Bobber. Oh, look oh, at wow. that. Oh, wow. Ten years. Ten years. Flies by. Um, yeah. So, Zelda, if you're listening, get your ass together. Get on yeah. board. So, this uh, July is Ken and my, my's, um 20th anniversary. Oh. Can you believe wow. that happened? I can. <laughs> really, I can, I can. Twenty okay. years—that seems good. For your tenth anniversary, you're supposed to get tin or aluminum. Is the traditional present associated with the tenth wedding anniversary? Oh, where are you can go to a restaurant that revolves around DC. Well, maybe when you leave, you can have your leftovers put in aluminum. <laughs> Or diamonds. Delicious. You could get diamonds. Oh, but as long as they're not, you know, blood diamonds. No blood diamonds. <laughs> I have no diamonds on purpose because I lose things so much. I don't have diamonds. Bob and I got married and I was like, I don't want a diamond. Just no diamond. I don't want a ring. I don't it's want that. It's not even period. like that tradition Ooh. is not even a hundred years old. It's just made to sell diamonds. And yeah. That's, I think that's... Yeah. That's the thing. Like, my best friend, she has a ring that's totally worth, like, a third of my house. I'm like, really? Good God, really? It's crazy. That's and terrifying. she dropped it down the disposal. And luckily, she, she had it insured. So she got the diamond oh my God. replaced. But I'm too, I'm like, no, I'm too much of a clumsy person to have anything that costs that much. Because... So you're- uh-uh. Well, yeah, I, it sounds like all of us are kind of in that same boat. I I got a I had an emerald, and cause it's my mother's birthstone, which is why I picked it. Yeah. And we were working on the house one day, and I dropped a hammer on it, and it went. Yeah. So I had no more wedding ring. Oh, did and I still don't? Um, oh, it it see, like broke I just, out. I didn't want a wedding ring. I didn't want a diamond. I didn't want a. I just didn't want. I didn't want a wedding ring. I didn't even want a wedding band. I was like, "Look, dude, really? You want to marry me? Let's get married." But I don't <laughs> want any of that shit. Well, Bob happy, will back me up on this. Happy tenth wedding anniversary. That's all Thank I you. have. That's my final word for today. And <laughs> then, uh, Heidi, it's you and me to next week. Get Zelda in. Boom. Yeah, hopefully it'll be a good week for her, but you never know. I kind of messaged her earlier in the week and said, hey, what's up? And she was like, ah, doing this, doing that. So, <laughs> you know, that's what we, that that's how we talk. 
you know, hey, hopefully, like, yeah, it, it wasn't at three in the morning either. Sometimes she does that to me. She calls me. <laughs> really? Zelda? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm she so does. not surprised about that. <laughs> she wants to Skype at like two in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm asleep now. <laughs> she is a millennial, right? She, I, I don't know. She's really kind she of in her heart. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. In her heart, she is. God damn it. Yeah, I wish she'd come back. Let me tell you. So. But. She's All right. In there. So. All right. So that's it. Wrapping it up. Anything else you want to throw right. out there? Nope. Everything is where it is. We'll see you next week. And Rain, have a great anniversary. All right, we're closing it down. Thank you. Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time.